mean, I know what 9 11 is. I haven't forgotten it. Yeah. I would never do that. That reminds me. Eh. What? Alright, now nah, here you go. Okay. Uh, how the fuck are we supposed to cure Alzheimer's if motherfuckers keep forgetting about Dre? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I leave the house, wallet, keys, the chronic. <laughs> good oh man, go. there's an excellent uh, webcomic that's like. Some, this guy lying in bed and he closes his eyes and he opens them and he's like, Wait, did I leave the oven? <laughs> I forgot about Dre. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Although me acting it out was pretty fucking small, flawless. Um, Here's the thing about like Firewalk with me. It takes place like the week before Laura Palmer died. So Laura Palmer, Palmer died in 9-11. What are you talking about? Fuck? Who is Laura Palmer? Oh, she was the girl that was... She She's was, the dead girl in Twin Peaks. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ, no, no, no. where have you been? What does that have to do with 9-11? We're not talking about 9-11. Then why do we talk about 9-11? You started talking about 9-11. <laughs> we did not bring up 9-11. You started talking about 9-11, and did I was like, somebody... Ari, are you having a stroke? Do you do you smell toast right now? Did somebody not say... That's because I'm making toast. Did somebody not say just now... Fire Walk with Me is about Laura Palmer and 9-11? No! <laughs> I, I, wait! Ari, do you need to go to bed? <laughs> Travis, I really do. Uh, you wanted to do this. Uh, only because you had a dumb funeral to go to for your family, alright? <laughs> Somebody who died that you loved, okay? Gotta keep on schedule. Otherwise, our guests are all frilly nilly in the wind. Uh, okay, sorry. I thought somebody mentioned 9 11. No. I, I was on 9 11. But now, but now it makes a lot more sense. Especially considering I was Twin Peaks. Wondering why you brought Twin up Twin Peaks, Peaks. came out 10 years before 9 11. I thought somebody mentioned 9 11. I didn't realize the Twin Peaks connection until just now. What the fuck? We've been talking about <laughs> Twin Peaks for longer than we've been and talking I about 9-11. And I thought somebody said 9-11, oh, okay? Jesus Christ. I heard 9-11. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was very confused. Maybe I was thinking about um, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Coast, which is also about, like, it's about 9-11, but it's not. Oh, this explains why nobody laughed at my Never Forget joke. Ah, I am hilarious. I just, you guys weren't on the same page with me. All right, so uh, did we start, or we're we just going to talk about vines we like? Oh, I think we've started. Okay, I, welcome to Hey S, but we're, we're just talking about vines we like. We're definitely including my fever dream in the episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> my brain has I, been burned by sadness. I still don't know who was talking about nine eleven. I guess, I mean, it's good. Yeah, no, I think already. I thought Travis said nine eleven. Uh, nope. Look, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Other than... We get it, Ari. You did not forget. <laughs> Just like I, I as never. a Texan, did not forget the Alamo. Uh, and what you won't that? let anyone else either. <laughs> My favorite thing, when I went to go visit the Alamo... Um, I, when recently? I, no, not recently. Wow. That's the down part of Texas. Oh. Um, I actually went to the Alamo with my high school band mm. it was all like a band and choir trip yeah. so we went down there and performed at some places and did some like community service stuff mm. and uh we went to the alamo 
but on like the bus drive to the Alamo, we were somewhere we were somewhere else in Texas, and it was going to take about two hours for us to get to San Antonio. I mean, every you mean every drive every in drive Texas. in Texas, yes. But yeah. on on my bus with my band director, he put on the Pee Wee Pee Wee's Playhouse movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And, where he goes and sees the Alamo? Yeah, where he goes and sees the Alamo. And my... We all get off the bus. Oh, wait. It should be this. Two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there there were two buses. There was, like, one bus where we watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure. The other bus did not watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So we all got off the bus and started telling the other bus, like, hey, when we get to the Alamo, we got to make sure to see the basement. <laughs> We got to make sure to get into the basement of the Alamo. And we had about like 25 other people trying to find the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> uh, and then afterward, we all congregate to start performing. And um, some kid actually goes, hey, uh, director, I um, someone told me there was a basement, but I didn't, I didn't get to see it before we you know, had to leave. And that's when he just turns around and goes, oh, there's no basement. (laughs) (laughs) So that's always my favorite thing to say. Um, Because when I tell people I'm from Texas, one thing they ask is, oh, did you you go to the Alamo? I'm like, yeah, the basement was awesome. (laughs) One of my favorite stories, like jokes to do, were like... um This crazy thing happened to me. And then I went and asked somebody about it, and they went, Stephen... That basement hasn't been open for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always solid. Uh, it's a good time. Okay, so I thought of a question to ask. What's that? Um, What is a movie that you should have seen during your childhood, but you didn't see because your parents loved you too much and wouldn't let you? Um, The Terminator movies. Really? Yeah. I have specific memories of, like, <clears throat> my parents and their friends getting together yeah. and putting uh, T2 on their big screen TV with yeah. their THX system and all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I remember I walked into the room for a second, and it was the motorcycle chase scene. Oh, shit. And and it was fine. There was like nothing going on. Yeah. But they were like, "You gotta, you gotta leave. You can't watch this movie." And I was like, "Okay." And then I finally watched all the Terminator movies later in life. You mean they the uh, they hold movies? up. Yeah, the first two movies. Yeah. The first two movies, and then I I was in high school when Terminator Salvation came out, yeah. so I went and saw that. And then I actually went and saw whatever the most recent one was with Christian Bale. That was Salvation. Okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, it's Daenerys, isn't it? Yeah. From Game of Thrones. But then there's a more... Now there's a more recent one with, like, old Arnold in it. That's the one with Daenerys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually... That one actually is pretty good. It gets a little bullshitty time traveling there in the middle. Because they did the Groundhog thing. The sort of. But basically, they actually had a really good canonical explanation as to why the Terminator was old. And it's basically because he has, you know, organic matter outside of him. So it aged yeah. while he waited for Sarah Connor to come back. That's a solid explanation. Yeah. And then it, it was a fun movie. 
it was fun. I liked it. They actually did a really good like shot for shot recreation of the opening of the first Terminator. Okay. Yeah. Super incredible. That's awesome. Um I did not see that movie, but I feel like that movie gets a lot of hate for basically being the rehash. A rehash of the first one? It a little bit. Well, yeah, because they, like I said, they did that shot-for-shot shot remake yeah. of the opening scene because they time travel to that point to save someone or whatever. Right. And so they basically go through all those motions again. Um, I feel like it's the same reason why people are so like if people are critical about the Force Awakens, yeah. The reason why is because it's basically basically a new hope too. Yeah. But I think that people don't understand when you're doing a reboot like that, especially about a nostalgic property that men in their, you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s love, it is hard to get, to, to kind of appease them while also telling a new story. Oh, yeah. It's super hard so to ride that line. Yeah. That's why people hated the prequels so much. Yeah. yeah. Because it did, it was... Too new. The, it was too new. Yeah. And the things that they kept from the original series people didn't like because mm -hmm. you know George Hammer was or George Hammer George Lucas was raping their childhood with a hammer yeah pretty much so which I've always thought the phrase raping my childhood was a bit dramatic it is. fuck boys it is like calm down bro it's almost as dramatic as Lord Vader right yeah Lord Vader what a drama queen right what a fucking what a bitch my favorite thing to do is for popular Star Wars characters and be like yeah that guy you like so much he's a fucking whiny asshole yeah Han Solo yeah. <laughs> alright what a whiny douchebag oh yeah Luke is also super whiny yeah like in A New Hope and stuff he's like <laughs> all Skywalkers are whiny bitches that is true here's the thing though I am way more forgiving it in the Luke than I am in Han Solo. Yeah. Because Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. <laughs> uh, I love him. He's my favorite character in the Star Wars, the OG Star Wars franchise. And in the new Star Wars, Finn's my favorite character. Yeah. Who's your, who's your new favorite? Ray, Of course. Oh. Why? Wait, because, why? Well, I mean... I super like Ray too, but like I want to know your reasons. I really like Ray because she's always like... She can't be like brought down. Yeah, like she is her own like she would, ray she, of. She is literally a ray of sunshine. Yeah, she cannot be stopped. What is uh, it? What and is also, it? I wouldn't mind if Daisy Ridley beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's totally gay, right? Probably. She she plays for the right side. Of the <laughs> Ray is just Chumbawamba coming to life. Absolutely. Yeah, she, she really is. Um, this is a spoiler for The Last Jedi, but that movie has been out for months, and quite frankly, if you're going to see it, you should have. Yeah. The part in The Last Jedi where Kylo Ren is like, come with me, we can take over the galaxy together, and Ray's like, no, you come with me, you fucking yeah, bitch. exactly. Like, yes. Exactly. Ah! So good. So good. Uh, come with me, you fucking punk. I'll teach you the way of the force you goddamn asshole oh yeah but like think about this they're still good in you you huge dick in the uh white smarmy fuck during during the part where Rey is trying to get Luke to teach her mm -hmm. if that had been like Anakin Skywalker he would have fucking given up and gone home and gone to Tatooine and killed some more fucking sand people yes yeah. like 
Like the KKK member we all know him to be. Yeah. I mean, fuck, even Luke was like, when he was learning from Yoda, was like, oh, my dumb friends are in trouble. I gotta go help them. Yeah. Since I'm finishing my Jedi training. <laughs> I also love. That's what I like about Luke's character. I loved seeing the Yoda puppet again, by the way. That was, that was super it was nice. Yeah. Let's just talk about why we like The Last Jedi. Uh, actually, when. <laughs> When the movie was over and, and we were all walking out of the theater, my mom goes, so did Luke realize that Ray was his daughter? And I was like, Mom! <laughs> don't do this! Okay, but real talk, though, the whole, like, your parents sold you for drink money, that's some fucking bullshit. Oh, it totally is. That is some misdirection from, like, inspired by the fucking guy who was like, ah, oh, but your father did die yeah. when he became Lord Vader. George Lucas. I am still of the Ray is possibly not of the Skywalker bloodline, but of the Chewbacca bloodline, Kenobi bloodline. <gasps> oh yes, I like that idea. Too. I am so on board with that theory. Um, it wouldn't. I would. I would like that to be a thing because then it would be like, oh, that's why she has a fucking British accent. Nobody else got exactly. That's um, one reason. Even though it doesn't make sense for her to have a British accent because she wasn't raised. Or, I right. mean, she was, but like she wouldn't have been raised with Kenobi. Right, and you know what's <clears throat> hilarious about that is John Boyega actually has a British accent. Well, yeah. Well, so does Daisy Ridley. They both do. <laughs> yeah, but in the movie, they They're were like, jo- they were like, John, don't. No, Don't do that. No Stormtrooper has a British accent. Well, what about the main one, Captain Phasma? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're a good guy, Stormtrooper, so you know you got to sound American, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm on board for Rey being a Kenobi because there's always a Skywalker and a Kenobi, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, in this case, uh, Ben... The Skywalker. Ben Solo is technically the Skywalker because he is Leia Organa, Skywalker's son. His name is Ben, ben Organa, Organa Skywalker, Skywalker Solo. Solo. <laughs> Chewbacca. Did he have a middle name? No. Benjamin? Maybe Wait, Ben Kenobi. His name is yeah. Ben Organa Skywalker Solo. No, his name is Ben Solo. But his, like, yeah. his name is Boss. Hey! <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Okay, we're adding Chewy on there, so it can be Bosca. Bosk. Just add an H, so it can be Bosch. Bosch. Yeah, Bosch. I was about to say Bosk sounds like a Renaissance painter, or somebody who painted a bunch of women chopping off people's heads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I have, you have seen that shirt of mine of the Garden of Earthly Delights. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted it here once. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look. You for, I you forget about nine eleven, but you can't remember my shirt. Remember nine eleven briefly. Look, okay. <laughs> this is just Clearly, my signature firebrand wit is not working for me today <laughs> because I am mostly running on a cup of coffee, some Coca Cola, and some fucking Starburst jelly beans. Okay. Yeah, you are. And look, mm. I'm fine with that. Do you want some bacon, smoked bacon cheddar? You know what? I'll hold off. Thank you. Alex. Yeah. This is a delicious cheese ball. I'm glad you're liking it because I don't like it as much as I thought I would. It's a little heavy on the smoked bacon, not heavy enough on the cheddar. I am actually... I think you're just getting the wrong bites, Doug. Maybe. I'll try it one more time. Is there Did pecans it? on it? Yeah, the middle. 
Or like some almonds? almonds? It's al- al- there's almonds. Are you guys pecan or pecan people? Pecan. Pecan is what you get peas out of. Okay, well that's not true. No, pecan is what it's you have not... in your car in a long drive. Ben, can you be any more from Hartzell? Yeah. (laughs) Look, because we love Ben and we care about him, we claim he's from Huntsville, but he really isn't. Do you want to hear the weirdest sentence I've said in the last 24 hours? What? All right. I went to get my parents some ice cream last night. Oh, that's lovely. I went to a liquor store next door. Oh, that's lovely, too. In Hartzell. Oh. And, like, uh, I was having a conversation with the uh, people working there. And one of them is this cute younger girl. And one of the older ones is this cute older lady. Sure. And the younger one is just dancing around being silly. The older lady says to her, what the fuck are you doing? And she says, I'm just being silly. I'm just having a good time. I'm bored. And I said, well, yeah, it is a liquor store in Hartzell. <laughs> Which, it finally hit me. I was like, oh, shit. It's finally, I don't know, 2005 in Hartzell? Yeah, yeah. right? Nice. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Hartzell just... Stopped being dry. <laughs> oh, like last year, January of last year. Yeah, yeah. And we're very happy for you, Hartzell. Yeah, that was the first time I had bought booze in Hartzell. Wow. Did a liquor store open because they're wet now? We have two. Oh, look at that. Hartzell's wet. Yeah. Actually, when I turned twenty-one, I was in Troy University down in Pike County, Alabama. Which was also a dry county at the time. Okay. So, and my 21st birthday was on a Sunday. Oh, that sucks. So we had to drive all the way up to Montgomery. My 21st birthday was also on a Sunday. Oh, look at that. But I was in... You were in, <clears throat> real, you were in a real place. Boone County, Missouri. Yeah. Which is home <laughs> to three universities, one of them being the University of Missouri. Uh. So... I had no shortage of booze. And what's more is that it was cheaper because the taxes in Missouri for booze are not as hard to score as the taxes. That is true. Like, I was just in Texas again. And as always, no matter when or how soon our trips or how short in between our trips to Texas are, my parents always load up on booze when they're in Texas. You gotta. You fucking. When I go back to Missouri, that's what I do. Yeah. And what's more, what's nice about Missouri is that you can also buy liquor in grocery stores and pretty much any gas station. Mm-hmm. So there's none of this like, oh, I'm gonna go get some wine, but I have to go to to get the cheap wine. I've got to go to Walmart, and then I've got to go to another to a specific liquor store for liquor. It's just like one stop shop. Yeah, that is pretty nice. It is super fucking nice. Uh... That is also, I'm also envious of my sister for that reason, because she lives in Mississippi, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Mississippi, granted, is a hellscape of America, but they've got cheap liquor. Yeah. ABC, are you listening? <laughs> no, they're no, not. They're no, not. They, they don't really listen are. to anyone. The only time that they have ever listened to anybody in Alabama is when they pass that law about not being able to serve margaritas and pitchers. Yes. <laughs> and then everyone fucking woke up about that shit. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we'll take it away. Please stop rioting. Also, that and also, like, when a bunch of microbreweries were starting to pop up. Yeah. You know, microbreweries, which became a thing in 1998, suddenly came to Alabama and fucking... 2012 blew up yeah blew the fuck up and like alabama the abc you know 
the Alabama Beverage Commission was like, mm, we don't know. And microbreweries were like, but we're going to bring so much money to the state. Yeah. See, that's that's where it gets my fucking goat. Yeah. Is that liquor, it's a booming industry in any goddamn state. But here's oh, yeah. the thing, my friend. You know what's better than booze? Weed. A guaranteed place in heaven. <laughs> no, that's what I'm getting. That is what I'm fucking getting. At. I think Jesus wants you to tap your willy while you drink a Jim Bean. Yes. Yeah, motherfucker, turn water into wine. But you think? Okay, wine was different back then. It was, it was an it alcoholic. It wasn't as fermented, and what didn't get you? Drunk. People had to drink it because the water was full of fluoride. And oh, I gotta tell I you guys. I am fucking with you. I gotta tell you guys a story. Right now, when so I was recently in Texas for a funeral, and uh, it was a Catholic funeral. So it was it was like a three day event. Jesus! And um, one of the things, the funeral, like the church service, it's a mass, Mm -hmm. basically. So we had a mass funeral service thing, and uh, they took communion during the mass and um my youngest cousin who's about in fourth or fifth grade she goes up there and they do the whole thing and they you know they eat eat the cracker and then sip the wine well my cousin who had up to that point in her life only gone to like methodist churches that traditionally serve grape juice like the the methodist church i went to growing up when they did communion, they had a big bread bowl, basically, yeah. and then a big cup of grape juice, and you wouldn't drink the grape juice. They would have one person tear off a piece of bread, dip it in the grape juice, and then hand it to you and go, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> have fun getting saved, motherfucker. <laughs> Very efficient. Yeah. And then so the funeral service goes on, and my uh, my youngest cousin starts crying, mm. And we're all like, oh, no, she's sad. But really, she was just upset (laughs) because she drank the wine and it, like, burned and she wasn't expecting it. Oh, that's so cute. I might vomit from all the wine I've had. And everyone was trying to, like, be sympathetic and hug her and stuff. And she just kept, like, trying to push people away because she was like, no, I'm not sad because of that. This is why I'm I'm crying because my throat is burning from alcohol oh my god <laughs> you know the word mass is only involved in like two kinds of sentences yeah either of which are very fun yeah i truly believe that alabama worked so hard to ban alcohol in as many places as it could specifically to discourage catholics from coming down probably to move here. honestly yeah like, that sounds about right yeah Even that, we have knowing alabama shrine. yeah yeah knowing alabama that's that's what i imagine happened because that thing was like what 50 million dollars well they couldn't keep them from coming towards the from the south yeah they only keep them from invading the north (laughs) the nice part of alabama where we got the riots look i'm not gonna lie i spent many a time in my city teenage years being like yeah i'm from north alabama we're not like those dirty southern alabamians oh yeah that was most of my like childhood life was being like i'm from north alabama yes i'm from the good part especially when i was introducing myself to people on the internet They'd be like, where are you from? I'm like, Alabama, but North Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, hold on. I have to explain it to you. 
when I say Alabama, I mean Huntsville, Alabama, yeah. aka the sanctuary that is there. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Not because yeah. Arab is still in North Alabama. Yeah, you can't be yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boaz is <laughs> too close for comfort. <laughs> You would just be like, notice I don't have an accent. Yeah. So uh, that's why. Or I do have an accent, but not a southern one. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Yes, Ben. That's what I would tell people, too. I'd be like, because I, just, I just say Huntsville. When we know. Ask me where yeah. I'm from. And you know what? It's fine. You can appropriate that. Well, yeah, because I, I have to do a fucking song and dance to tell them where Hartzell is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That, well, that's kind of like everyone in the DFW area just says, oh, I'm from Dallas or yeah. I'm from the DFW area. It's a lot easier than saying, I'm from Wiley or I'm from Fairview. I'm from Richardson, which, by the way, still does not look like the way it did in that Supernatural episode. Oh, you mean it doesn't have any so, goddamn trees? Wait, did you there go- are some trees. But not a lot. But it is not like that. Right. To get to... So, to to for a more accurate that episode should have been set a little more north in like Wiley or Fairview where there are more trees and more land like that yeah. not Richardson which is probably the second biggest suburb next to Dallas I went, when I went to college for the first time, I met a girl from Arizona who was like, yeah, it's weird how many fucking trees are here. And I was like, <laughs> do you guys not have trees in Arizona? Where do you no. get your air? Oh, we busted in from California. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very there, economical. There are not many trees in Arizona. You really should try from Nebraska. I've heard it's cheaper there. I got a bone to pick with you, sir. So you What's went, that? So you went back to Richardson, Texas, correct? Yeah. Did you take any pictures for the oh, Instagram? Fuck, no. Well, I, I wasn't in Richardson this time. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was only in Richardson, like, for half of a day the last time I was there, and it was nighttime. Okay. And then this time, we were mostly in just, like, Fairview and, like, north of Dallas, basically the entire time. Hmm. I recant my phone. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. It's like, just imagine, um, you know what the neighborhoods look like in King of the Hill? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. Like, that is straight up what Texas looks like. Because there's uh, there's the streets with the houses, mm-hmm. and they don't put their trash out on the driveway like we do. They have alleys and stuff. Yeah. And that's people, you know, hang out in their alleys and shit. Is and, King of the Hill set in Texas? Yeah. yeah. It, is set, it is set in Arlen, Texas, which is not a real... Arlen is not a real town, like but it world. is based on Arlington, Texas, which is where, uh, that's where the Cowboys Stadium was. Yeah. I actually have been to Arlington, because as I have mentioned previously, all of my exes live in Texas. <laughs> um, so I have I have visited uh, quite a few places in Texas, actually. San Antonio is gorgeous. Oh yeah, I love San gorgeous Antonio. Gorgeous place to go to. Huge fan of Austin. Mm-hmm. Very delicious Tex-Mex. Um, I went to was pretty chill too. Tex Mex sounds fucking delicious. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there was one place we went to. It was a um, it was a Tex Mex like Mexican restaurant called Desperado. Ooh, I'm and um, there they had their signature tacos, their Desperado tacos, which was basically it was like a you know pretty standard taco, but the flour tortilla shell was flash fried. So it's ba- have you ever had a fried tortilla? Yes. Yes. So it's basically the fried tortilla with the taco stuff in it. Ooh. And it's so good. Go on. I'm not that, done yet. That's it. Damn it. Yeah. So uh, did they ask you 
why you've been riding fences for so long now. What? I was going to say, do you like the fact that it's named Desperado because it's named after oh, your favorite yeah. song of all time? Desperado. <laughs> Stop. <Right. laughs> See, like, as much as I love the Big Lebowski and I love the dude, I cannot abide his hatred of the Eagles. Here's the thing. You love the Big Lebowski so much that yeah. you have dedicated your life to looking like the dude. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you uh, kind of have. I, I was going to shave. <laughs> oh, God. Not like all the way down. Oh, I'm not thank doing God. That shit again. But, uh, I don't even know what you look like. So, yeah. are you familiar with the. Uh, it has been a while since we've seen a fresh faced Ben. Have yeah. you seen our friend Ben? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Google Arts and Culture app where you can take a picture? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, my mom is an art teacher. At the where she teaches, mm-hmm. I thought your mom was a math teacher. That's my mom. Very much no. My Good. mom is not a math teacher. Too many friends with moms. But for an art project, ha! <laughs> she wants her students to re. <laughs> so she brought you in to model. No, uh, she just took a picture of me standing in front of a door with uh, wearing my Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> <laughs> robe and a few other things just to remake this picture. It's uh, I believe it's. Uh, what's it called? References yeah. are Albrecht Durer's self-portrait in a full-trimmed coat. Um, nice. Which ironically, like, like to spin it back to the dude because he was a Christ-like figure. Durer was trying to reimagine Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you shaved your beard, I would bribe Elliot. Might not even have to bribe. Might do him for free. <laughs> Elliot White is a friend of ours who enjoys tomfoolery as much as the next person. And Travis. I probably would have to bribe Travis a little bit. And I wouldn't even try William, who's another friend of ours who loves tomfoolery, but only mm. the tomfoolery that he controls. Yeah. Uh, to follow you around for a full week and play the part of that Taylor Swift song that goes... Oh, I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> See, if I shaved, I would only like cut this, like the stuff. Yeah, you off. just. Oh yeah, you cut that down and keep the what yeah. you level. You're patch. a lady tickler. Is what yeah. I call that. Hey, it works. I don't want to hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I brought it up. Oh no! That was almost as funny as when uh, one of my one of my managers thought my ponytail holder was a cock ring. Oh God! What? That was funny as hell. Okay, it's the one I have in my hair right now. That big white one for clear. Oh, by the way, if you ever need one, these sons of bitches. Okay, I can kind of see how somebody would think that was a cock ring. Yeah, it's not stiff enough. It, no, uh, I mean it would be a poor cock ring, oh, but yeah. it's a poor man's cock ring. Okay, that let's take like a picture a of that and put it on the Instagram. Thing. It kind of does. <clears throat> Here, take a picture of this, put it on the Hathcast Instagram because, for reference, is this a? I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. Is this a cock ring? Um, because it doesn't. It does look like a very shoddily made cock ring, but I can see how somebody wouldn't be like a ponytail. You got a banana for scale. Um, what else is right? I have my banana flask. <clears throat> That'll work. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, well, they don't know I have a different banana. I could help it's you. Full with. of rum right now. What if I just get my dildo out? That'll work. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little wet. Hey. Uh, you guys just want to talk about sex? Because I washed it. Oh God. Actually, I was actually about to ask Travis. What? <laughs> this episode is called. Oh. <laughs> Children shouldn't play with dead things. Oh. What do you think it's about? So, 
This is just going to be Stand By Me. No. S- Sam- a classic film, Stand By Me. Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean are going to go to a place like a daycare where there's children. And um, there's like a ghost or something. Like there's a ghost walking around and the, the kids are like, oh my God, there's a ghost around. We know it. And then their daycare provider is like, no, there's no ghosts. They're just being silly kids. It's whatever. And then they go through like this whole psychological evaluation with all these kids. And then it turns out that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. God, I really hope not. Right, when, because... you, when, when you ask the question, what is a movie you should have seen as a child and you watched recently? I recently listened to like the middle 20 minutes and then the last half hour I watched of I See Dead. I don't fucking know. What um, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, and Sixth you Sense. haven't seen that movie, I feel like. I've never seen it all the way through. I knew how it ends. Right. Everybody knows yeah, how it Bruce ends. Willis was a yak the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Totally saw it coming, but sweet <laughs> Jesus, I'm glad I didn't fucking watch that movie as a kid. Um, oh, yeah? So, I really hope that doesn't happen, because Sand and Dean, I do not think, are qualified to give psyche, psyche valves to children. Yeah, probably not. I'm going to say or this Bruce right now. For that part. Yeah, probably not. See, I was going to mention that the daycare manager was Bruce Willis, but that would have given it away too early. It really would have. <laughs> well... Let's figure this shit out. Yeah, let's I find out. Th- I don't think this episode will be as contrived as the success. <laughs> you think so? You'd be surprised. Damn right. All right. We watched it. Did we? We did. Didn't have my microphone in front of me. Yeah, well, you said you were ready, so I started recording. And I was lying. <laughs> I only have two words for the situation. What? 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 That was three words. <laughs> that was a big pork one. That was. Yeah. We, we've got a lot of snacks today. We're snacking. These are fucking yeah. delicious. We're recording way earlier than we normally do. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're having like a little picnic podcast. I haven't slept since 7.30 the day before. Yeah. Uh, Travis Wait, is dead. You didn't sleep like at all yesterday? Okay, that's not true. I was going to say, you took several naps. Did you sleep more? No, I didn't. How long did you sleep collectively yesterday? Or like the longest that you spent asleep in one go? Two hours. Yikes. That's what my guess was. Yeah, you're fucking tired. Oh, yes I am. Dee, 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 dee. I um That explains the name. Yeah, this morning This morning I was gonna wake up at seven and then uh my cat Holly was on my bed next to me and I got up and I like took turned my alarm off and I was checking my phone and then Holly like crawls up next to my chest mm-hmm. and then stretches both of her little cat arms out and starts like hugging my neck and I was mm-hmm. like well now I can't move mm-hmm. and we both <laughs> felt and then we both fell asleep for another like two hours so I actually wonder if I can get through another night with no sleep tonight Oof, yikes you think I can do it without uh, dying well uh, you may need some assistance but you may be able to do it hmm let's see lettuce see lettuce then I'll sleep forever Wednesday yeah I haven't done two all-nighters in a long time. 
I I have always been a person that like absolutely needs sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. So even when I do like an all nighter, I always wind up falling asleep within you know hours of me doing the thing I need to do. Like um, that, that was actually something that happened to me while I was in college. Is I wound up in this in this rotation where I would stay up all night. I, I it, it started as I'd stay up till three in the morning, then wake up at like twelve, and then it just cycled over to I'd be up all night and then go to class and then come back from class at like eleven thirty twelve, and then go to sleep and then wake up at nine at night. I, I was literally a vampire for like two weeks, and then I eventually got it to rotate back into I was an old person where I'd go to bed at like 7 p.m. <laughs> and wake up at 5 a.m., mm. and quite frankly, that's when I was like at my healthiest, because at 5 a.m. there was no one around. I'd go jogging and shit. Huh. Like, I'd go to the 24-hour gym. It was nice. That's awesome. You should yeah, do that again. I should do that again. <laughs> but I also don't want to go to bed at 7.30. <laughs> Who the fuck does? That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do this. Let's yeah. Do let's this. talk about this episode. I don't yeah. know what we're fucking talking <laughs> Cause about. Because I'm thinking we can record <laughs> the second serious. one and then I can go to sleep. Yeah, and I think we. You can. guys can go meet with Morgan. Yeah, we can do that. I'll give you my Starbucks card so that you guys can buy us a coffee. Cool. Yay. Uh, <clears throat> and we so, can cut all that. Uh, what was this episode called? Children, children shouldn't, shouldn't play, play with dead, dead children. things. There was a surprising lack of children this episode. Yeah, there really were. Well, I think it was supposed to be like an entendre. I know, maybe a, an entendre. Yeah. Maybe Neil was young at heart. That's what I'm saying. He, he definitely had was young. love in his heart. He was definitely young at something. So the episode yeah, cold opens. Yeah, learning how to deal with fucking people. Episode cold opens with Where's a guy and a girl uh, sitting at a table. Girl is obviously upset, and the guy is doing that like guy friend thing when the lady friend is upset he's trying to like cheer her up with like candy mm-hmm. and alcohol Simple and man. and yeah and <laughs> yeah, tortured and fucking, emo music um so this was pre like the emo uh renaissance of the late 2000s so yeah. what were they playing fucking early fallout boy something no i it don't know what really it was familiar. it did sound like a familiar song but mm-hmm. it was so off in the distance yeah we couldn't hear it yeah the captions didn't even say what song it was i nah. don't think they had the money to pay for the licensing probably not so they're just like hey timmy you have garage band yeah honestly most of those songs <laughs> sound the same so they probably just made a nonsense song and played it in the background hey girl i want you to know that i blame you for our breakup yeah. and i have fantasies about strangling you in the dark it was that's what all yeah i'm sure it was <laughs> one of those songs it was like i can't stay in this town anymore because this girl broke my heart and then moved away and moved on with her life and then I had problems with it because I'm a douchebag. But so... They um, were playing Bowling for Soup. Yeah. And so there's this whole thing where like another guy comes over and it's like the girl's boyfriend and they're all like, oh, I loved you and blah, blah, blah. And then she like escapes out the window and is driving and then is like the boyfriend calls her on the phone and then she crashes into a tree because it was before people knew how to drive with cell phones. <laughs> yeah, it was 2006. People didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. The real bitch of it was is that you had T9. You can totally text on that with one thumb. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're, we're all agreed. Her death was her own fault, right? Oh, absolutely. She, she, she brought that on herself. Yeah. Like a dumbass. Like, she didn't hit a deer. Because she was like at the trifecta of... 
not paying attention to the road. Yeah. And on the phone and crying. Yeah. Yes. Which you can do. Like Don't you can drive mad. You can drive and cry, and you can drive and be on the phone, and you can drive and like not look at the road or whatever. Sure. But don't do I, all three of those. I actually things. worked as a delivery driver for some time, and let me tell you, I watched the entire sixth season of West Wing in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I believe it was it. a good time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I said to you guys during the episode, I was like, "Look, if I ever get into a car crash because I was mad at a guy because he cheated on me, kill me. Yeah. Like, bring. If I don't die, put me out of my misery. <laughs> and uh, if I do die, bring me back to life. Murder me again as punishment. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And luckily, you did a bunch of necromancy research for us. I did, yeah. so I have the skills to tell you. But so, um, we bring then, back dead people to do my bidding. So cut to cold. Uh, Cut to Sam and Dean driving down the road. They're talking about feelings or whatever, or they're trying to. They're not very good at it. But uh, Sam's like, "Please talk to somebody. I'm yeah. scared about you." And Dean's like, "Fuck you." And so Fuck they're you. having an argument about going to Mom's grave, and they're like, uh, "Sam is like, let's go," and Dean is like, "Uh." So they go, and Dean is kind of aloof about the whole thing, and Sam does this really sweet thing where he buries his dad's dog tags on his mom's grave, it's very cute. which is very sweet and very touching because I just went to a funeral. Aww. So, <laughs> but um, buddy. it's fine. Hug? No. Okay. Um, the old robot arms. Yes, <laughs> but uh, then but, we'll take out his own arms and give him to him. But so Dean starts noticing this like weird shit where there's like a dead tree and a big circle patch of dead grass around where a recent grave uh, had just been made, and does like figures out who it's who it's about, and they go around you know asking about who she was and all that, and then during that time, uh, Matt, the boyfriend of the girl who died. Uh, who was uh, what's his name from Letterkenny Problems on YouTube? Yeah, Jared Kiso. Sorry, Jared Kiso is like, oh, I'm sad about my girlfriend dying, and then lo and behold, his girlfriend appears to him and slits his throat open, and then um, which hot? Yeah, <laughs> what's better than that? But not a whole lot, my friend. But so we keep bopping along. The uh, the girl's dad is a professor at a university and he teaches like ancient Greek things and he's got this book that has like necromancy shit in it for you know plot reasons yeah but uh they're bopping around and they're just trying to figure out why how Amy is coming back and what her motivations are because so far we just got oh it's a girl in a car crash but why is she you know Angela was her name. Respect yeah, Angela. the dead, Travis. Sorry. Respect the dead. Or the undead. Yeah, Mr. The I just went to a funeral. Because yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll get really mad at you and they'll fuck you up because they they're will. undead. Yeah. yeah, so they all they go through all this and they find out that it's uh, the guy we see at the beginning, this uh, fuck boy named Neil, who is basically like, I brought this girl back from the dead because I couldn't get my dick wet. Hashtag don't trust Neils. Yeah. Or Lilies. And... Uh, <laughs> And he, um, Except for Neil Gaiman. he basically brought this girl back to be in love with her again, and she is going around avenging the people that wronged her, uh, which eventually includes Neil because he, like, she snaps her neck, she snaps his neck, like crazy good. And all the while, Sam and Dean are trying to figure out how to stop a zombie. Because there is so much lore about zombies that they can't figure out what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And so and there's like 
Shooting them with silver bullets and nailing them back into the coffin and feeding their heart to wild dogs and, like, drawn and quartered and things like that. Like, it's yeah. amazing. It's just a who's who's lift of crazy ways to die. Yeah, so they got to figure it out. And they, they stop Angela from killing her roommate, who is who Matt cheated on her with, which is why they were all upset. And um, they shoot her with some silver bullets, and it doesn't really do much good. And that's when they finally figure out that they got to get her back to the grave and, like, do another ritual thing. So she's back in the graveyard, and Sam, like, gets her back in there, and then Dean shoots her a bunch, and she falls in. And then they, like, stab her in the chest and nail her back in the coffin, which apparently was the way to do it. That bitch got nailed. Yeah. She definitely got nailed. Not by Neil, though. Well, it's heavily implied that there was some nailing with with Neil. Was there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. Because there's that, like, they're kissing and... That was and true. And it was like, mm, I love you. Which, which will be a question I'm about to bring up once I'm done with this wrap-up. But then uh, Sam and Dean, <clears throat> at the end, they're driving off. And then Dean pulls the car over and gets out. And Sam was like, what's up? And Dean is like, I'm very bad about expressing my emotions. So here we go. And Dean is like... There, the reason I'm alive is because Dad, like, did a thing. I shouldn't be alive right now. Which was, like, a theme throughout the whole episode was Dean is like, what is dead should stay dead. Right. And, uh, and Dean is all upset about that because he knows that he is alive because his dad did something crazy. And Dean should be the one that's dead. Yeah. So, that was it. My first question is, do you think that Angela was cold to the touch because she was an undead monster? Actually, no. No? Nope. Do you think she was a fresh enough body, or do you think... I just think that when you bring people back to life, one of the things that has to start working again is your circulatory system. I mean, I guess so. I mean, they never they don't really explain it, but... It's my... magic, bitch. You don't have to explain it. Well, here's, here's... Sorry I called you a bitch. Oh. It's okay. So here's my <laughs> thing. Um, I pers- This is actually just a personal thing for me. My favorite things in stories are when they mix the spiritual and the magical with technology and science. That is always fun. And so... Because what is technology? <laughs> unexplained technology, but magic. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I enjoy like th- making up a personal headcanon, which is like, oh, well, this is how the magic works to bring her back to life. It mm-hmm. starts her heart again, and like okay. the, these symbols keep her, are connected to her and keep her alive. And okay. you know, I like to imagine if they cut open her body, they would see the symbols on her heart, making it beat. Oh, that'd be neat. Things like that, and you or know, you similar back, symbols on her brain or something. If you go back to where the symbols are actually like etched in, if you get if you like scratch out one of the symbols like her arm just stops working. Yeah, something like that. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. That's how they figure out something's up is they look into her they look into her grave and her body isn't there. Oh yeah. And then they see in her coffin the lighting's been torn and mm-hmm. that there are these Greek symbols, which is why they think it's her dad, because her dad teaches a Greek class. Um, so yeah, so that's my personal thing. I did the same thing with the shapeshifter because like we were like, how does that work? And I was like, well, I imagine the shapeshifter gets a hold of your DNA and copies it. Yeah. So it's still magic, but it's like science-based magic, which is my personal fave. Those are always fun. Yeah. I, I always like looking in depth in the mag- magic systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what series it was, but there was a series, a fantasy series, where all the magic users wear these rings. Mm-hmm. And the way you use magic 
is that the rings collect kinetic energy oh. while you're walking and stuff. Yeah. And they store energy, and that's the energy you use to cast your spells. That sounds super interesting. If you can, if you remember or know what that series is, please let me know because I want to read those books. Um, there's a series that I like. And I'm not going to remember the name of this, but I do remember the author. So it's by uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh-huh. who, or Brian Sanderson, something like that, who in everybody in that series, there are different metals that you ingest in small doses. Ooh. And through those different metals, you can manipulate things. Hmm. So like if you ingest a certain metal, you can pull metals to you or push them away, which allows you to goddamn fly because you're basically soaring yourself through the air to like a large... Like a metal building or something. Right. So it gives you like a magnekinesis. Basically, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Or like different metals allow you to do different things. So it's a very interesting magic yeah. system. Um, and I, my favorite type of magical system is a complicated one. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm here about. I like super complicated ones, but I also like the really simple like Harry Potter ones where it's like, it's yeah. magic and I don't have to explain it. Well, it's my personal thought is if, you can, if you're going to do a complicated one, but you can't do it well, just mm-hmm. do a simple one. Yeah. Like if you're... If your version, or like if you're trying to mix magic and technology and you can't fucking do it, just say magic did it. Yeah. You know, don't try too hard. Like, I've tried to do kind of an urban fantasy thing where I've made, I've tried to like make magic, like put in a magic system right next to technology. And it's always kind of a weird thing. It's a, it's a mishmash. You gotta, and uh, yeah, you you basically at some point you just got to be like, ah, it's magic. It's goddamn magic. Um, well, I've, one of my favorites is the like the Harry Potter magic system where you have to know not only the incantation but like the, the wand, wand movement. movement and stuff like that. Like those are always interesting. Um, and with Harry Potter too, you have to have the intention as well. Yes, it's the will behind it. So from this tangent, I'm going to take us on another tangent and talk about one of my favorite TV shows that's Ooh. not supernatural. Ah, the original Top Gear. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, one of my favorite. Our tiny I, I love, magical mice running the cars. Yes, uh, I love yes. Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, all of my passion. He, he is the old man I wish I could become. Oh, buddy, you can't. You just have to believe in yourself. I don't think I'll make it. But oh, uh, buddy. <laughs> well, you can at least gotta live until the end of this podcast. <laughs> Who are we gonna place you with? So many people. We could at, at the drop of a hat. But uh, he tries to explain how a turbocharger works. Yeah. And he's like, uh, well, cold air comes in, witchcraft happens, and then it makes your car go faster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also like that when it's like the comp- it's there's like- a complicated technology thing going on. How does it work? We're going to say magic for right now. <laughs> uh, just, uh, we're just going to say straight up magic and kind of move from there. Yep. Burn the witch. Uh, going back to the episode, let's talk about Neil for a minute. Yeah. Because very rarely does somebody die in Supernatural, and I'm like... And they deserve it. And they just totally deserve it. Neil definitely deserved it. He brought Angela back to be a sex slave. Yeah. Like, I fully believe... He might have tricked himself into being like, but I love her. But he brought her back to be in control of her life, Mm -hmm. knowing that that was how it would have to be. Because what's he going to do? Let her wander around and start a life like yeah, fucking no. hell yeah she's dead yeah it wasn't gonna happen mm-hmm. I mean it, it, all, you know it is incredibly easy in this world to create a fake ID yeah and you know <laughs> live for years off of credit card scams but I mean still 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 
So yeah, so fuck Neil. Um, the very first note I had was, oh man, a guy's friends with a girl in 2006. He wants to fuck her. Like, yeah, pretty much. That was, that's, and that was a hundred percent Neil. He 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 is the type of guy who complains about the friend zone. Oh my best friend who I want to have sex with sleeps with this guy who's terrible to her and I just don't understand why she doesn't like me instead. Oh yeah, and you could kind of tell in the cold open when he was like trying to take care of Angela because yeah, she was all upset about Matt. patronizing. Yeah, he was very like, oh, now that you're about to break up with Matt, we're gonna have sex now. Yeah. Like, uh, he felt so entitled to Angela and mm-hmm. it was just like, there was nothing more satisfying than hearing his next snap. It was yeah. incredible. It was great. That was the only good sound he made. true yeah and then dean there's a scene where like dean finds neil and is like hey man you gotta get out of this fucking room and neil's like nah yeah dean's like okay cool uh you're gonna die bye and i was like yes (laughs) yes you called it dean you called it that was pretty good um Ben, you said you had a lot of questions about this episode. Yeah, I got. Well, I don't have. I have one that was burned into my fucking mind at the end of this episode. Oh yes. Like this was a good episode, and I enjoyed it. But there, there is one glazy plot hole. What's that? All right. So they didn't know. They were not certain of how to kill her. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah they were doing a throw it against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. So yeah. they just kind of did a bunch of stuff. She may have known what would kill her. Right? Maybe. 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 Why the fuck was she trying to go back to the cemetery? Because she didn't know. Like, was she thinking if she got put back in the grave, like, she it would heal her or something? No, 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 no. She, okay, so Dean, so when Dean goes to confront Neil, yeah. um, he figures out that Angela is in the room. Right, hidden behind a door. Because he figures it out because he, see he sees dead plants. Uh-huh. That's another thing. How do you know Angela's been there? There are some dead plants in her fucking yeah. wake. Yeah. Because she is such a sin against nature, she has to suck the life out of the room to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I would not bring my cats around her. Yeah. Right? So, Angela, Dean, thinking quick, is like, oh, we're going to do this ritual to kill Angela, so it doesn't even matter if we find her or not. Yeah. So, Angela... Goes to the cemetery. Now, what to she should have done stop that. is she should have been she should have kicked open the door and been like, "Ha ha, I'm here!" and right. killed them then. Okay. But she waits like a fucking idiot. Well, because she waits because Neil actually thought. Wait, no. I think Neil knew she was there because he immediately goes to her, and it's very uncomfortable when Dean's like, "She's not there," but she's. Are you sure she's not here? Oh yeah, that's you sure true. she's safe at home. Yeah, I think Neil was just uncomfortable because he wanted to keep Angela in his house. Yeah. And she was not there Safe anymore. Safe with him. Mm. And also, Dean is like, hey man, you need to get fucking out of here. And Neil's like, I, uh, no. Yeah. Well, Neil's first exclamation to Angela when he sees her in the closet is, you promised you would stay in the house. Yes. Which it's not like oh god you're here or anything like that yeah it's oh just, shock and surprise yeah it's very it's much like a, this again yeah so she overhears Dean being like yeah once we have the eye of a newt and the sand of a sand demon and a witch's toe yeah. like we're gonna be able to put Angela on the ground easy peasy yeah which lures because Sam and Dean get out of there yeah. Angela is lured to the cemetery mm-hmm. and that's why she goes. That is a- 
Because she knows they're going to be there, right? So it's not like she's trying to get back in the grave. She doesn't know what's up. Which makes sense. I mean, it's not like in the, you know, this was common knowledge, right? Because there were so many ways to kill her. Or try to try. There were so many Yes, yes. I honestly don't think that Angela knew about the ways to kill her. No. Because as as a creature like that, you don't know what can destroy you. Unless it is explained to you. I also see Angela very much as a victim. Yeah. In this episode. And I mean... She really was. Okay. Her death... Like, we joked earlier about her death being her fault. Which is like, yeah, pay attention <laughs> to the goddamn road. She was a victim of circumstance, most definitely. Yes. But she did not choose to be brought back to life. Yeah. She absolutely did not choose to be stuck with this fucking asshole Neil. Um, you know, and she didn't She didn't choose to, to, to go down this crazy, crazy road. Oh, yeah. Like, she did not choose to slowly, you know get crazier and crazier until she was murdering people and that is kind of she does have this small moment with sam where she's like it really is me yeah uh i didn't ask ask to be brought back yes which i think that was like a real angela moment yeah. right but then as soon as sam was like nah well the problem is it is really isn't her yeah it's, and it's, there was no way for her to stop murder absolutely it's very similar to these moments and this is a trigger warning because what i'm about to say is very fucking sad okay trigger warning uh, trigger warning at trigger warning okay continue but uh and i truly mean that i don't mean like triggers and i'm gonna make people mad i'm like i'm gonna make you fucking sad no i, I believe you it's like those stories that you hear about alzheimer's patients mm. where they're just real spacey and shit like all yeah. the time, but then yeah. every once in a while they have that moment of clarity where that like I'm, st- yeah. I'm stuck in here. What the fuck is going on? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go back to oh the the sky and kitties are so pretty today. It'd be like if a, if an Alzheimer's patient had murderous rage. Yeah, yeah. why well, actually? I was gonna well, say, some do probably. I was gonna say why isn't that a movie? But then I remembered. Oh yeah, hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, there you go. I I read a story about an Alzheimer's patient who was like a lady in her nineties thought she was in her twenties again, so she thought it was nineteen forty. Yeah, and um, I think in the place where she was, like they each had their own like they didn't have their own chef, but they had meals brought to them. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she thought that uh, the black people weren't having uh, meals brought to them because mm-hmm. they were black. So she was about to go like bust down some doors <laughs> 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 to like get make sure these black people get fed. And she, and everyone was like, no, 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 it's okay. Everyone gets brought their own meal. <laughs> Chaotic good grandma. Yes, that's, that's adorable. Chaotic good never dies. Yeah, yep. that's what we need. Um, the world needs more of her. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Uh, I actually think that if Angela had had a lucid moment in the scene with Sam. See, I thought that scene is very manipulative um, in the forest when she's like, it's really me. I didn't get asked to be brought. Which she's right. She didn't ask to be brought back. It's not her fault. Mm -hmm. But I think if she'd had a truly lucid moment based on everything we have heard about her old personality, she's great. She's a very nice person. Everybody loves her, right? Then her lucid moment would have been, oh, God, what have I done? Kill me. That's true. Like, yeah. You're right about that. I've murdered three people who were the closest to me. So, I, I think it was... It was... I, it was basically Angela act, acting through the manipulation of Neil's intentions. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, the biggest problem with, like, a necromancy as a theme 
mm-hmm. is no one's going to speak ill of the dead. That's so true. No yeah. one's going to be like, oh, they were the shittiest goddamn person. I'm glad they're gone. I mean, there might be that one person after you talk to 50 other people who yeah. are blowing smoke up your ass. If we can assume that based on what they tell us, if we can assume that Dean is a reliable narrator most of the time, then what he says when he says you can't bring back dead people because it'll never be right is true. Based on his knowledge, that is what he believes. And he's dealt with zombies before, right? right? And if we can assume that that is the case, then I think it's pretty safe to assume that all of her friends and family who said that Angela was a great person is also true. And the Mm. reason why she's going around murdering people is because of the magic. Yeah. So, but I do think they kind of imply with her roommate, because her roommate's like, Angela's great. She's great. Angela was just so great. Yeah. I think that it's kind of implied that maybe Angela wasn't that great. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But we don't really get to explore that. No. Because well, there's zombies to kill. She is the woman of the week. She is. She is the one, the one, uh, the one-time woman. Yeah. The one-time woman. I am curious. I was, I was just thinking a second ago, um, if you could go through these first few episodes of this season, do you think it's Dean going through the seven stages of grief? Uh, stages well, of grief? in that case, he has been in denial, anger. Maybe. Mayhaps, perhaps. What what are all are they? It's like good question, my denial. friend. Let me look it up. Okay, Google. Hey Siri. All right, let me just look it up with my fingers. <laughs> the stages. Of Alexa, things. stop! Stop! Never mind. We have too many fucking <laughs> robots in this house. Okay, Google. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance are a part of the framework that makes up our learning to live with one of our uh, with the one we lost. Nice. So we've had denial, right? Uh-huh. Which is when Dean... I mean, he wasn't denying that his dad was dead, but he was denying these feelings. Right. Now we've kind of had anger. Yeah. We haven't gotten to bargaining, depression, or acceptance yet. We'll see. Speaking of anger, let's talk about it. Uh, Dean was kind of on off, on off his hinge tonight. Yeah. For the second episode in a row... Bloodlust was not exactly a happy Dean either. Yeah, Dean was pretty angry the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, he like I was talking about this with a friend of mine that we were talking about somebody and people in pain. There, there are several routes, but they boil down to two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they boil down to the positive route where you work on your problems, uh, actually like dig deep and try to process what's happening to you. And then there's the other route, which is just put everyone around you in as much pain as you feel. Yeah, sorry yeah. I hurt you while I was hurting. It's not even, like, you don't even get to that point. Like, it's yeah. just it's just hurting every goddamn body. Um, unfortunately, the only person that Dean is around to hurt is Sam. Yeah. That's what we're going to get to, I believe. Because yeah. I think that's why yeah, we Sam was... know about that, right? I did. When, like, Sam was like, hey, just I'll hitchhike... Like, I will seek help from random goddamn strangers rather than be in a fucking car with you right now. Yeah. Well, I think he didn't want to pressure... Because Sam wanted to go see their mom's grave. Mm-hmm. And Dean was like, what's the point? There's no body. Yeah. Um, and Sam says, quite rightly, the point is the memories. You know, it's yeah. not about... Yeah. It's not about there being a body there. Like, who gives a shit? I mean, sure. In that case, we can't more dad because he also doesn't have a body. 
And also, everybody with a you know family who died, family member who died in the fire, doesn't have much of a body to mourn. Oh, I thought you were going to make an emotional joke, but uh... okay, wow, <laughs> no, wasn't making a joke at all. Benjamin, that's where I felt like you were going. With. Uh, too soon. Um, <laughs> it's been fifty years. I know, and we have to wait until the lifespan of all those people who would have lived a long and happy life have passed. So we've got about another hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Actually, just to take a side tangent, if I personally, I think hell is a bit extreme. Yeah. Or. Uh. For every person who has ever existed, I thought we weren't going to get political. This isn't political. This is religious. <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> uh, <laughs> get drunk on chocolate, right. um, like a Vulcan. Uh, no. Um, so if I were running hell, instead of damning people there forever, no matter what their crime, right? I would do it based on a point system. So you spend a certain amount of time in hell and levels of hell, some worse than others, depending on what you did, right? So let's say you were a thief, not too hardcore. You Mm -hmm. spend a couple of years there. You're fine. Wasn't that what purgatory was supposed to be? Uh, No, purgatory is for people like the virtuous non-believers. Oh, okay. That's actually the first ring of hell. The virtuous non-believers, right? So it's not bad. It's just not with God, Um, according to Dante. And then purgatory, yeah, I guess it's for people like uh, babies who haven't baptized, people who weren't really good or bad. Yeah. Maybe they're just waiting to get in. Generally the non-baptized. Right. Yeah. But then, if you're a murderer, you are sent to hell for the amount of years you stole from somebody. So you kill a baby, and that baby was going to live until they were 85. You're in hell for 85 years minus a couple of months. Wow. If you kill multiple people, that number adds up. Yep. Hitler is going to be in hell for several thousand years. Several million years, I think. I would hope so. Wait, yeah. Kill a million, actually, Six million Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Several million years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stalin, even longer. Yeah. I'd probably go 30, 70 million, somewhere in that, somewhere between those big ass numbers. We have to think. Okay. Every human lives to be about 100, right? Yeah. Give or take a few. And you're killing a bunch of like 30, 40 year olds. That's 60, 70 years. Yeah. Times millions. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not even getting into the people who aren't in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. So, yeah. That's how I would run hell. Wow. Anyways, back to Supernatural. Specific. I'm yeah. glad you've put a lot of thought into that. Well, I really have, because I do think that it's run rather poorly now. I mean, yeah. what? Everybody gets eternity? That seems wildly unfair. You don't get you don't get bored and think about random things like this? No. Travis doesn't imagine himself as a god like I do. That's when I have my defragmentation modes. Yeah, I figure you just go into like screensaver mode or something. Yeah, basically. It's just a lot of 3D pipes running around. There you go. Also, I miss that screensaver. Isn't that the cutest goddamn thing you've ever seen? Mm -hmm. Mm. Anyway. Cats are so cute. (laughs) Anyways, why was I talking about You were talking about uh, Dean gaslighting Sam. Oh, yeah. So, uh... Dean Gaslight Sam. Yeah. Oh, uh, super pretty hardcore. Pretty hardcore. Yeah, super hardcore. Because basically, which is another thing that's like, oh, Sam's the girl. Because, um, okay, so Dean, so this dad of Angela plays a role. Uh-huh. And I actually, look, 
if you're ever like, oh man, how do I make Ari cry? Show a parent mourning the death of their child. It will happen immediately. Yeah. I was reminded of this scene from uh, Romeo and Juliet, if you will permit me. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, oh, you even have it written down. <laughs> O thou untaught, what manners is in this to pass before thy father to a grave? (laughs) I am not, I, when Romeo and Juliet kill each other, I'm just like, whatever. When Romeo's dad is like, you rude motherfucker, (laughs) I'm like, he is so rude. He is so rude. I was the same way when I watched the fourth Harry Potter movie. Cedric uh, dies, and I'm like, that's pretty sad. His dad comes and holds the uh, body of his no. son, and I'm like, <laughs> So this dad is talking about how he calls his daughter sometimes mm-hmm. before he remembers she's dead. Yeah. And I'm just like, Because <laughs> 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 um, remember, the death isn't sad. What you leave behind is. Yep. Um, and so Dean... Figures out that the girl's been brought back to life, right? Yeah. Uh, figures out that the symbols are from this Greek book about, like, necromancy and stuff. And the dad teaches a class. So yeah. he rushes there and is like, you brought your daughter back to life. How could you do this? I get that you miss her. You're not the only person who's lost somebody. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam's like, Dean, you're going off your fucking rocker. Like, you need to calm down. The plants are alive. He's not the person who did it. Yeah. And so... Um, the dad is obviously super distraught over this, right? And, you know, threatening to call the cops. Sam and Dean leave. Sam's like, I'm so sorry. We're leaving. We will never bother you again. Like, I, that is, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Mm -hmm. Dean and Sam walk outside. And Sam's like, Dean, you have to get through your shit. Yeah. You are not handling this well. You have lost your shit at me. Now you're losing your shit at random strangers who just lost people very dear to them. Like, you need to work on this. And Dean is like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, shit. Dean just gaslit the (laughs) shit out of Sam. Like, hella bad. Oh, yeah. Gaslighting before gaslighting was a thing. It really was, yeah. He basically, he might as well have been like, Sam, you're crazy for having these emotions like a woman on her period. Because that is how much he gaslit him. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. And it probably won't be the last time, so just buckle in for that. It's only Dean, you're off your rocker. No, you're off your rocker. Uh I'm thinking about adding it to the list of, like, times Sam's sense of self has been violated, but I don't think it quite counts. Uh, Not quite. Not quite. We've got a few blank spots on the board up here behind me. We really do. Uh, I have a list running in my own notebook. (laughs) I I think you have a few lists in that notebook. I do. It's so, um, I have a list of my favorite anime, my favorite porns, when Sam's sense of self has been violated, uh, my favorite non-anime cartoons, uh, and that's it. A lot of of lists. (laughs) I'm a list person. I make lists. Can we talk about how Sam was in the motel just watching pay-per-view porn? Yes. But not even, like, jerking off to it. He was just fully closed, leaning up. He was into it for the story. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, like, Casa Erotica 4, A Tale of Two Latin Beauties has any plot. Uh, I mean, it probably does. beautiful lesbian love. Yeah, it's it's all... And how it's interrupted by a scheming man with a big dick. Yeah. Usually, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Right in front of my salad. Two, two strangely 
long nailed lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fucking is, talents. That's usually what comes between two lesbians is a big dick. Wow. <laughs> Wow! I'm get letters from me. Yep. I'm sending letters. Now. <laughs> She's uh, sending an email to hey ass but uh, hey ass but podcast gmail.com. If you have letters, offended. send them in. <laughs> I think Ben should die in a fire, just like my lesbian lover. <laughs> she was trying to get out of the house, but there was a big dick in the way. I was on the other side begging her to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if your lesbian lover has died that way, I'm so sorry. There is a helpline you can call. Hey, yes, but podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't add to the list, but this is just like more example. Like, here's the thing. The show tries to play this off as like, oh, this is evidence of how Dean is just so like fucked up right now. And he's so distraught. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know, because I feel like he does it more. Mm-hmm. So it's not really evidence that he's distraught. Yeah. That's just how Dean treats people. Yeah, and he's just, that's how he is. Yeah. He's just a dick. I don't know. Dick with a heart of gold. Sure. Solid gold. Oh, wait, I can't sing anymore. Yeah, that's nope. it. Oh, um. Can we talk about the fact that I feel like more women would survive this show? If they didn't wear white? If they stopped wearing white, flowy clothing? Yeah. yeah. Mary Winchester. Yep. Angela. Uh-huh. That woman from last season who almost died because Yellow Eyes was coming to kill her, or to, to do things to her child. Uh-huh. We're, oh! we're still in that very early part of the show where they have that canned ham, heavy-handed... Symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Just laying on thick. Yeah. Well, Thank they do that, I think, to save time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, they, they keep fucking, like, tipping their hat to themselves. Yeah. Which, eventually, it will stop. And then it will start up again. And then it will stop mm-hmm. just as many times if they, as they've been raised from the dead. But Right. I'm but, just saying, Dean, um, women would have a much easier time staying alive if they didn't put paint a giant target, target. on their back yeah. in the form of a white dress. Damn right. All right. True. I'm never wearing a white dress again because of this goddamn show. Just kidding. I'm going to wear one on my wedding day. Despite the fact that I shouldn't. Um, oh, also, Dean and I are very similar. He does not trust people who are too nice. I am the same way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he has a moment where he's reading Angela's diary, and she's like, this bitch is super fucking nice. Yeah. And I disagree. <laughs> and I'm like, me too. Yes. No one's I that well adjusted. I also disagree. Hashtag me too. Yeah, right? Um... Yeah, what else? What else do you guys have? Uh, I think that's it. So we'll start talking about some more magic bullshit. Let's talk about magic bullshit. Here we go. Yeah, it's rock and roll. Um, what do you think the first example of necromancy showed up in literature? Oh God, long time ago. Correct, Mundo. Like necromancy's been around. Like since People Stonehenge. People started dying. Yeah. Better question. Mm-hmm. BC or AD? I'm gonna say BC. I want to say some yeah. like Egyptians or shit pulled yeah. it out first. Guess what? What? You're fucking right. 
Ooh. Uh, Homer's Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the first time it's recorded in literature. Gotcha. Odysseus is told by a witch to go to the underworld to get advice from a spirit. Because oh. guess what, motherfuckers? Necromancy just ain't bringing people back from the dead and having them do your bidding. Yeah. It's also just talking to dead people. That's true. Yeah. Turns out, if you summon a spirit or go chat with one, you're a necromancer. Yeah. Sorry about it. Wow. I didn't know that I was so versed in necromancy. It really is. And actually, in most of those early um, examples mm-hmm. in the Bible and Greek literature, yeah. I feel like it's... Different ones, yeah. Um, that's mostly what you're getting. It's less bringing people back from the dead. That really didn't come up till the Middle Ages. Yeah. And more, uh, hey, I just want to talk to this person. Um, the Bible actually specifically bans it in Leviticus because God doesn't want to have fun anymore. Right. With dead people. <laughs> And King Saul still fucking does it. He's like, yeah, but I need to know a thing, so I summon a dead body. Yeah, I feel like uh, the whole like rituals and bringing bodies back and stuff like that's a much more recent, especially with putting like because sat- the the whole satanic panic thing kind of goes right along with that, especially yeah, right. in the eighties, like the whole satanic and necromancy blah 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 what also goes with like Dungeons and Dragons yeah and like the popularity of tabletop games mm-hmm. and the popularity of role playing like you can absolutely play a necromancer I think in most like fantasy RPG type games yeah so, you know, obviously it's less fun to just be able to, like, oh, I just had a chat with the spirit of fucking, you know, the woman who wrote the yellow wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And it's much more fun to summon that person. Yeah. So that she can fight in your dead body army. That's in the uh, in the urban fantasy thing I was working on, that there were necromancers. And there was, I, I had actually written in a whole, like, there was a whole, like, necromancer union yeah. that had regulations on, like, how many things you could bring back and, and stuff like that. Uh, there was one character who was a witch who she, she was a witch who didn't want to be a necromancer b- because her parents were, but she still knew yeah. necromancy. Oh, that's so, cool. So she had a bunch of like zombie cats. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Like some cats were just like straight up skeletons and <laughs> mm-hmm. other ones were like had their eyeballs falling out. Well, and it will say this. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned... That necromancy really gets to, like, summoning dead bodies later, um, particularly in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. And that's when you get, like, the dark rituals required, Mm -hmm. you know, the magic spells, the incantations, the wands, the dead bodies. Yeah. Uh, It used to be necromancy was just basically like, omni omni V-O-R, here's a fucking spirit I can talk to. (laughs) Or sometimes just walking around until you find one. Yeah, basically. But then the Middle Ages came around and everything got way cooler. (laughs) <laughs> and suddenly you need a goddamn dead cat to, you know, summon your uncle. So was there a specific reason for that change, or is that just how people felt like they should start doing it? I think it actually coincides with the spread of Christianity. Okay. Because suddenly, right, okay, so witches, Wiccans, pagans, pretty popular in the, you know, place that will be England eventually, mm-hmm. Britannia, whatever you want to call it. Um, until the Christians come along and suddenly it's not cool to be a witch anymore and it can get you killed and burned alive. Yeah. Um, you know, and witches are running around on brooms because, you know, they're perverting things that women should be doing with brooms, a.k.a. cleaning houses and stuff. So I think there's just this general distaste of magic 
And what feels more wrong than bringing somebody who should be dead back to life so they can go batshit crazy and kill a bunch of people? Hmm. Especially if you add this element where you have to kill something to do it. Right. Right? There's this there's this strong connection with like perversing nature and like trading a life a for sin. another and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we see that in the episode with the dead plants. Mm-hmm. Like Angela's death is so wrong to the world that the world she's a part of starts dying. Nature reacts yeah. negatively to her being there, just her existing. So we kind of see this in Harry Potter as well. True. How do you create horcruxes by committing an unforgivable sin? Mm-hmm. That's the murder. Do you yeah. think her existence and like having to sap life away from everything around her, do you think that was like some sort of like equivalent exchange sort of thing? Very possible. I looked up. I was like dead plants and supernatural situations. And what came up was the episode. So (laughs) I couldn't find. First off, you did say supernatural. Yeah, okay. I changed it to magic later. The episode still came up. Um, (laughs) So I couldn't. You know, we have obviously there are examples, other examples, right, of nature reacting to some magic bullshit going on with like the fairy rings. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So, um, I think there's just the idea that, like, nature's connected to magic anyways. It's yeah. this uncontrollable force. And if you try to mess with it, it will mess back. I've, like, the, like the dead spot at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always heard those were called, like, fairy spots. Like, uh, it, had to, it had something to do with, like, fairies is what I remember hearing. Well, fairy rings are places with mushrooms. Yeah. They're, they're, they're rings marked out by mushrooms. Um, I'm not sure about the the dead spots. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard about that. Those do, I think, semi naturally occur for some reason. I mean, it makes sense if it's like a fresh grave and there's a bunch of dead grass around. Yeah. Uh, so that could be it. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Yeah. Let me, let me do some googles. I uh, find that um, there's just there's just this general idea that if you if you and we see that all the time in science fiction, actually, right? If you're going to perverse nature by cloning a bunch of dinosaurs, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Oh, yeah, for sure. Life finds a way. Oh, man has gone too far. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it, it could be like an equ- equivalent exchange situation where, like, this person is alive, so the things around it have to die either to keep that energy going or something like that. But there, is, there, is, there always is some sort of, like, nature and magic thing going on. Like, that's also a big thing in um, Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they get the energy from alchemy from, like, the movement of the tectonic plates of the continent. Well, and if you're also trying to, uh, you know, discourage people from doing magic, what's a great way then to start a rumor that if you do magic, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass? That is true. You know? I did some Googles for uh, rings of dead grass and lawn. It's necrotic ring spot is another serious lawn disease. So oh. it's, it's nothing fun. Or it's nothing uh, too interesting. Nice. Yeah. But, well, that is always... I think, A, it's always just for exposition, but sometimes, like, for... Like with Full Metal Alchemist, it is actually interesting the break oh, the yeah. rules of the universe. It, it's part of the it's part of the system. You yeah. Know? And yeah, like it, with Full Metal Alchemist, you can't bring a human soul back to life without giving another human soul. Yeah. Right. So. Or an arm and a leg. Yeah. 
or or arm and a leg an entire and body. an entire body. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget that. Oh, right. I think like I just assumed Al had always been a, st- no. <laughs> a fucking suit of armor. Yeah, because it was the equivalent of Al's entire body plus Ed's arm and leg. Well, his arm and leg and leg. Well, the leg to get Al back. Yeah. Sure. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, in modern day, in the modern era, necromancy is still super popular. In the oh, let's yeah. summon the spirit and talk to it through a Ouija board sense. I saw a video that was uh, some someone like filming their um, electricity board. Yeah, circuit breaker. Their circuit breaker, and they were like. My uh, my kid sister and their friends are having a sleepover. They're playing with a Ouija board. And he just flips the breaker, yes! and you can hear the muffled screams. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my favorite comment on that video was like, "What if so? Like, what if he flipped the wrong switch and it was for the room he was in?" Yeah, and then it flips over to view of the sleepover, and they just hear muffled screams coming from him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that would be amazing. Also, yes, good, good way to fuck with your siblings. Yes, oh god, convince them fucking magic is real. <laughs> oh. Yo, if I was twelve years old and that shit happened to me, I would. I still believe that like ghosts and shit are real. But if that had happened to me at twelve, I would have been like, oh, same. Twelve ah! year old Ari would have run around the room, and been like, this fucking ghost here, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Why are you guys screaming? I'm screaming because I'm excited. I, I would imagine if that happened to you, Travis, you would still have a boner from that situation. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> you want a fucking ghost. Damn right. I mean, what? 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 Hang on. What? Um. Also, I interesting tidbit in the medieval ages, necromancy wasn't considered black magic. It was its own branch. Oh. So it was like white magic, black magic, necromancy. Wow, okay. Which is kind of cool. So cool. so the general like, you know, from knowing about RPGs and stuff, white magic generally helps people. Right, healing. Black and- magic hurts people and necromancy raising the dead. Yeah. I think want to just call it gray magic cuz it's technically both. Kind of. I mean, I think necromancy is generally viewed in a negative light these days. Yeah, yeah for the most part. That being said, it is a great way to recycle. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Goddamn. Look, all I'm saying. <laughs> Waste not, want not. You don't need to know why I need that body. Yeah, that's true. We're not no. using it. No, necrophilia is, is recycling. Oh, No, I, I mean necromancy. <laughs> you like it when they fuck back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's really nothing to say to that. <laughs> Not a diddly damn thing at all. <sighs> I'm just reading my notes. Neil is a fuckboy of the highest order, and I really, truly mean that. Yeah. I wish we could get a series that's like 20 years in the future. That is the supernatural. No. It's supernatural, <laughs> but it's a government agency. Ooh. That like controls everything and sends people out. So I'm sure this show exists. Torchwood, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> Torchwood, but with ghosts instead of aliens. Yes. Weren't there ghosts on Torchwood? Probably. Kind Who of. Fucking knows. There were alien ghosts. Yeah, it was doc- I mean? It was a Doctor Who universe show. So anything goes. Literally yeah. anything. There were fucking werewolves in Doctor Who. Yeah. Anything <laughs> goes. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that show exists, and please don't send me letters being like, but have you seen Blah? Because I'm, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I refuse just on principle because of the fact you told me to, so fuck you. Uh, I have a podcast and you don't. <laughs> um, so I get to tell people what to watch and you don't. I think the same goes for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I might watch it. <laughs> but I would like, I would like to see Sam and Dean... Like, when I say I want this show 20 years in the future, I mean I want these characters to be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I want that. Send me the fanfic recommendations of what I'm talking about, please. <laughs> like, do that. Don't send me a show. So you want, like, Dane or Sam to be Bobby. Then, Well, I would imagine Sam would probably turn into Bobby, and then uh, John would, or uh, Dane would just turn into John running around by himself. I just want these characters as they are now, but working for the government. In, like, a government agency situation. Yeah, and they don't have to pull off crazy credit card scams all the time. Yeah, but that's not even why I want it. I want it because I want a network I telling me, like... you had headphones in. Because then I could do this, and it would be more palatable. Or more... Anywho, Powerful? So, yes. Uh, you should catch up on Supernatural. Ooh. I'm working on it, buddy. I'm working on it, friendo. Oh, pal. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say... You're... Actually, I think I know what you're talking about, because I am on season nine. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, <never>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love every time Ari is like, I wish something like this would happen. And Ben is like, I've got good news. And Ari is like, oh, is this what happens? And Ben's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that has happened almost every single time that this situation has occurred. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get what you want, but you're not going to like it. Ooh. I already don't like it. Yeah. But maybe I I will like it. You won't. But you don't know. But I do know. You can't crawl into my brain? <laughs> yes. All right, fine. Well. Well. That's murder she wrote, guys. Yep. <laughs> Which is something I say sometimes when things are done. That's murder she wrote. Okay, That's all but seriously though, Jessica Fletcher as a hunter. Like, how yeah. amazing would that be? <laughs> it already kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because everywhere she travels, there's a death. Because she's secretly an ancient goddess who can only be appeased to the murders and mysteries that follow thereafter. Hmm. Uh, she's a great mystery person. I mean, if I was like a, if I was a god, I would do chicanerous, silly things such as that. Yeah, well, she's myself. causing the murders to happen. That, that's what and I'm then saying. She's gonna, and then she solves mysteries afterwards. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Yeah, see, I like to think, see, my personal theory for Murder, She Wrote is that Jessica Fletcher doesn't know she's a god. Yeah. She's not doing it on purpose. Yeah. But her presence causes somebody to go crazy and murder somebody. That's what, yeah. She solves the mystery afterwards. Hmm. It's like you always have purpose. And I think that's why she was like a thousand years old and still hunting people. Yes, exactly. Saving things. Ooh, I love The family this. business. <laughs> All right. Murder, She Wrote, Supernatural, Crossover, Fic. I've claimed it. It's mine. Nobody else write it. All righty. How, how is that not a thing already? You know what? Good question. Let's find out if it is. Hey, Alexa. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I already have AO3 saved You're going to confuse my poor robot. <laughs> Did y'all change your name yet? No. Oh. Oh, speaking of uh, Full Metal Alchemist, have you seen Conqueror of Shambhala? I have not, actually. Me either. 
I really oh, well, good talk, guys, about the show that neither of you have seen. I feel like there's no. Conqueror of Shambhala, and then there's another movie. The Star of Milos? Yeah, Star of, Star of Milos or Milos or something like that. I haven't seen either of those. I really, I, We were talking about doing a thing where like each of us like picks a thing, and then we sit down and watch it and critique it. Guys, I feel like that should be on there the are list. 56 yeah. fanfics on AO3. I'm not surprised. About Murder, She Wrote. I'm not surprised. Jesus. One of which was published in December of 2017. Wow. Actually, a couple of which that were published in December in 2017. Yeah, you wrote them. I did not write them. Are they cross? That, are they do they cross over? I'm about to universes? find out. Actually. Okay. Okay. So, according to just looking at it, I, I'll type in Supernatural to see if anything happens. Murder She Wrote crosses over with Stargate Atlantis. Uh-huh. The Avengers. I would, I would uh-huh. read that first one. one. Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. Nancy Drew. Yep. Castle. Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So uh-huh. close. Anne of Green Gables. Okay. Dankin Rampa. Okay. The anime. <laughs> yeah. And then Charmed. And those are all the supernatural crossovers on AO3? Let me... No, I haven't... I, I, I'm looking the... through... Uh, Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Oh, Murder, She Wrote crossovers. Oh, man. Okay, so there is one Supernatural crossover, but it's a collection of fics, and they're all, like, one-shots. I don't think it's an actual crossover. Yeah, it's just a collection of... There isn't a Supernatural crossover. I'm working on it now. Well... Actually, I already have one Murder, She Wrote-related project I'm working on. I really shouldn't add another this soon to the game. (laughs) Well, what's the next episode called? Simon Says... Simon says, I think Sam and Dean are going to go to a house and there's someone named, there's like a guy named Andy in this house and Sam and Dean find out that Andy has this army of sentient toys that he keeps locked away in his attic. The minute he came in, I was like, oh, this is where this is going. And so Sam and Dean have to try to stop this army of toys. And that's what happens. Um. <laughs> that's that's what this season's theme is going to be. It's going to be different movies. Well, buddy. Movies you know or what? video games. Hello, friend of mine. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week. We'll on talk about it. Aspen. Yeah. Um. My name is Ari. I'm Travis. I'm Ben. And you can find us at Habcast on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr. You can email us at heyasputtpodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns, feelings, thoughts, hopes, dreams, fanfic, and or fan art you have worked drawn for us. You can also like and subscribe on iTunes, please, yes. until we get the show out. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play Store. Leave us reviews and and ratings and stuff like that. It helps people find the show. All right, well. See you next time. Peace out, Girl Scouts.
Yeah. Okay, that is a very specific question. I do have a fun story, though. All right. That kind of deals with a whacked out thing, so it's it's tangentially related. More so than 9-11 and Firewalk with me. So, I have a friend who doesn't like anime. Uh-huh. And that's because he's seen two anime movies. One, I don't remember, but it's like a Miyazaki film, right? Classic. Everybody fucking loves Miyazaki. Right. You know? Great. He could not have picked a bad movie, probably. Mm. Right? Uh, the other one he saw was fucking X. Oh. The 19, early 90s movie based off of a comic by Clamp that is still not finished today that involves like incest, a bunch of mythical shit, craziness happening, murderers. The movie makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. This sounds. <clears throat> I don't know what. This sounds just awful. It's, here's the thing. Well, the movie's not very good, admittedly. Yeah. But the fact, the thing, the thing that gets me is that it is crazy that he has seen this movie. Mm. It would be like if you came up to me, Ben, and were like, "Hey, I've only seen two movies in my life, and like one is fucking Phantom of the Paradise." Okay. Like that's just—it's just so unlikely that that's the movie you would have seen if you've only seen two movies. I've seen two movies in my life, Bambi and a Serbian film. Yeah, like that, that just doesn't happen. I've only, seen two, I've only seen two movies in my life, The Birdcage. Yeah, okay. And Hostel Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't even make any Why would you see the sequel before the first one? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've only seen two movies in my life. One of them was fucking Beauty and the Beast. The other one was Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I've only seen two movies in my life. <laughs> I love this game. It's a fun game. Yeah, one is Chasing Amy. The other one is Chasing Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of those is a porn title, so that actually hey. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I've only seen two movies in my life. One is... Um, one is Marley and Me, and the other is Marley and Me. <laughs> also, one of those is a porn title. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen two movies in my life: Marley and Me, and You, Me, and Dupree. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 